everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Reality Is. As always, it's Noor, and the Grand Dame is back. <laughs> yes, I am back. The Grand Dame. You are the Grand Dame, I'd say. Would you say? Would because you say? Because I would have a party with multiple teams. <laughs> number one, yes. But I also yes. think, like, yes, I w- would. Wouldn't you say, like, if you could be? I hate to. I don't like to use the term spirit animal because I heard that it's offensive. Uh, and appropriating to native uh, people. Oh, yeah. I so that. I don't say that anymore. But if you it's could say like... As a Hindu, we do have spirit animals in our culture. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, so maybe I can I don't use think it. of Native Americans when I think of that. I think of, you know... Yourself. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you could... What do they call it? Your twin flame. Would you mm-hmm. say if, if I feel like personally... Mm-hmm. If there was a housewife who was your twin flame, it mm-hmm. would be Karen Huger. Yes, it would. I understand her completely. Completely. <laughs> completely. I understand everything that she's going through, what she says. I get the logic behind her madness. <laughs> Honestly, to me, I don't know if I'm just like, like, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just jaded, but like. I feel like there's no one like Karen Huger the way there's no one like Luann Dillisaps. Like there's no – you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's one of a kind and she really is like – I feel like if there wasn't Housewife, she would still be this person. That's the point, that she's very genuine. She is who she is. She's not She's not putting it on. Yeah. But I think to some extent, I think um, most of the women in Potomac are like yes. that. Yeah, I mean, that's true. They're all nuts, but they're that's who they are in real life. I don't think they're yeah. putting it on for the camera because I don't, you know, yeah. I think the first season with, you know, a vacation, their cast vacation was in Bethany Beach. And I think that set the stage for them psychologically <laughs> that that's who you guys are. You Even if you did get an international trip, it would not be to Morocco. So, you know, just chill, okay? And so that's where they are. Remember when they went to Paris and it was because Karen was doing, what is it, Discovery for her perfume? Yeah. For La Apostrophe Dom. Yeah, she probably took it with her there and then set it out there. (laughs) Which, by the way, I have to say, I still haven't smelt it because I got it shipped to you directly. So I need to, next time we meet, you better bring it with you. I keep forgetting to bring it. So last uh, week, was it last week? I can't remember. Two weeks ago, we were, I went to the Poconos with, Uh um, you know, with uh, the dumpster dive uh, siblings with Kendrick from the comics and Housewives Two podcast and like mm-hmm. um, so Chelsea and Donnie watching those pictures. Huh? I was watching those pictures and wishing I was there. Yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah. And like Taria was there, so like it was all these people who I feel like would have loved. And I told myself the night before, I was like, "Bitch, remember to take a dom with you because these are the people who would appreciate it." And I keep forgetting. I forgot to bring it to the crappies. I know. It's actually disrespectful. She's just sitting in my bathroom vanity collecting dust. <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. I should be ashamed of myself. Hey, also, this is so rude and fucking disrespectful of me. Happy Diwali. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was fun. It was, um, well, it's still Diwali. Diwali is five days. So today is, mm-hmm. I think, the last day, I think. 
But yeah, it was a lot of fun the weekend. Great. Uh, and also congratulations to uh, point one for us against the colonizers. Rishi Sunak is the future PM of, <laughs> you know what? The queen died and changes so, are happening. So in India, they were like super happy. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of different things happened. So my WhatsApp with all my Indian family has been blowing up. Mm-hmm. First, it was, hey, happy Diwali. Second was India won the first match against Pakistan in the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. That was a huge deal. My neighbor, I walked into his house yesterday and he was watching the the match for the fifth time (laughs) to the point where he knew what the commentator was going to say at that moment. And he still jumped up at the very last ball when they win with one ball, one run, whatever. And they won it. It was very nail biting. And so he still jumped up like he was watching it for the first time. Yeah. And then India, I think, uh, put a lot of satellites into the heaviest bulk of satellites into the space. They did something. So Indian um, Space Research Organization, Israel, they put out a notice and so in, super happy about that. All right, nerds, and, good job. <laughs> nothing made them happier than hearing that now a brown man is colonizing the colonizer. <laughs> So that's what, and to to be frank, he's a Tory, right? So he's a yeah. Tory. He's a super conservative. Yeah, he's he's got a ton of money. His wife is super rich. Yeah, and he's got a ton of money, and he's got he is against everything that you and I would stand for. But yeah. he's still brown, and so yes. so everybody is super happy that there's now a brown man, um, who's going to be the Trump. <laughs> yeah, he's like a he's like a bank guy. He's like a half a billionaire. Like he's yeah. mega rich. Yeah, but and he he wants he do, he wants to give tax breaks to the rich and yeah. all of that. So, but um, yeah, they still did not want him in the last go around. They went from the white dude, and Rich uh, Rishi Sunak was the one who, you know, brought the white dude down. Yeah. What was his name again? The Joker? Johnson? Yeah. Boris Johnson. Yeah. And he was his finance minister. And so yeah. anything Boris Johnson did wrong, it was actually Rishi Sunak who did it wrong. And then he resigned and that brought Boris Johnson down. And he wanted to be the next prime minister. But they said, no, 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 no. Wait, let's put Liz Truss first. White yeah, white first. women first, please. Yes, please. And so she was there, you know, less than the cabbage that did not rot. Now the cabbage is famous. <laughs> Do you know about that? Yeah, it's lettuce. But yeah, it's a daily. Oh, sorry, it's like that the, cabbage lettuce. What is it like the Daily Mail lettuce or something or the yeah, Daily Beagle? Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I know. It's hilarious. <laughs> cabbage mm-hmm. is worse, I guess. <laughs> it's a head of lettuce. Yeah. And then um, now, eventually, now they have come to accept him. As the prime minister. Kind so, of. Kind yeah. of. We'll see. Yeah. People are still very racist. So even against like a brown man in their own party, you know, it's yeah, not like there was a, there was a like... clip online about this guy who called into the yes. studio. Did you see that? And yes. He was, he was from their party and he was like, we would never go and try to be the prime minister in India or Pakistan. <laughs> like, uh, you did for 300 years. <laughs> yes. It was amazing. It was so funny, the lack of self-awareness. And he's like a guy for like – he's like apparently somebody from the government. So it's 
insane that he called in and did that. It's I think there's like a Daily Show clip of it too. It's really really good. The yeah. whole like eight minute call is like worth listening to. Um, it's amazing. The delusion of it all. <laughs> it's just it's so good. It's so good. So you know what? Good for us. It's yeah, like you us. know it's not like in America. It's not like in America where like. You know, you have like Herschel Walker, who's like a piece of shit, and they're just propping him up, even though they know he's a piece mm-hmm. of shit, because just because he's black, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like, he's a garbage person, but he's black. But now we can use a race card against, de- yeah. you know, the Democrats or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And in the UK, it's not like that. It's like no. he's he just doesn't look the way we want him to look, so we're yeah. still gonna be mad. <laughs> yeah, he is everything they want him to be, or at least his party wants him to be, except for the color of his skin, and they're just overlooking it yeah like begrudgingly (laughs) yes exactly ah good times well happy Diwali to us all um I I will say that my boss who's been my boss for four and a half years Mm -hmm. still keeps wishing me happy Diwali even though I've told her that I don't celebrate Diwali and I'm like (laughs) it's a microaggression and I'm done explaining it just I was like all right thanks and then in my mind I was like should I have taken the day off (laughs) There you go. That's what you need to do is take the day off so you don't, you know. Yes, happy Diwali to me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's talk about – actually, you want to transition from one Dweeby Indian to another Dweeby Indian by just talking about Married to Medicine reunion yes, let's, first? let's. Okay. This reunion was chaotic. Wasn't it? I mean, it started even before the reunion started. Like it started with a street fight. Street fight. Between two. What is that? So they didn't have enough rooms for them? So they had the buses? They were doing their. I have. They had trailers? Yeah, it was. It was nuts. It was just absolutely chaotic. It was Mm -hmm. crazy because, like, I don't know if it was the street fighting that did it, but Contessa's look was cuckoo banunu. She had that. that? She. she, I was like, how did you do that to your hair? Yeah, it was like hair, and then there was a clip, and there's the gap, and there's no hair there. And then the hair starts again. It's like the whole thing is a piece, I guess. It's fixed on the on the top of her head. And then the bangs. Yeah, I, I could barely re- um, recognize her. But then, then the rest of them came out, and they looked equally weird. Like, they didn't have a theme. They really need to give these women a theme and a color and tell them what they need to do. Contessa yeah. came in in a she came in a turquoise blue, yeah, outfit, and then Jackie was in what red? Yep. Yeah, Jackie Maroon. was in red, yeah. but Simone was in a silver flapper dress, <laughs> and then Heavenly comes in in this gown. Gown, it's like. A pageant gown. A pageant gown, but it's like gold and the embroidery is going deep into her larynx and it's like <laughs> sticking in there. It's just too heavily embroidered. It was just a mess. I it thought Toya looked the best. But uh, Toya sorta. also, she wore like a oh, well, tank top and a skirt. Okay too. Huh? Yeah, quad, look, quad always looks beautiful. Yeah. But like she was wearing like a tank top and a skirt and then... Uh, Anila just was like, there's jewels in her hair. There's jewels everywhere. All over she, her eyes. She I'm was like... making so much noise when she talked because I think like the jewels were like clank clanking around. It oh. was a mess. Yeah. But then once the reunion started, I mean, we were we were off running. Okay. Yeah. And this was a reunion yeah. of, I believe, sponsored by Polygraph Tess. 
I was like, okay, who else is coming next? Um, is Contessa going to have a polygraph test of whether Mariah Carey is in her neighborhood or not? Or she is in Mariah Carey's neighborhood or not? Being in the same town doesn't mean same neighborhood, by the way. Yeah, yeah. she was so excited I want to proof tell of that. I want a polygraph. I want Contessa to take a polygraph to prove to me that she's neighbors. I want Jackie to take a polygraph to prove to me that uh, she and Curtis are not in an open marriage. Ah. I want Heavenly to take a polygraph to confirm to me that that <laughs> Daddy does what did she say? Therapizes her every single therapizes night. Therapizes her every night. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, buddy, don't do that, buddy. That's not cool, buddy. That's how. That's about how much therapy he does. Is he qualified for it? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. So I want Simone to give me a, to do a polygraph to know that. Um, what's her husband's name again? Cecil. Cecil. Yeah. I want Simone to do a polygraph to show me that Cecil's not deaf. <laughs> like he's not gone completely deaf. He's just <laughs> he's just agreeing and smiling there because of the volume of her. How she talks. <laughs> She's blown the follicles off of that man's ear. She has. Has she to have. must have. Yeah. There's no way. There's no way that that man doesn't have to wear a hearing aid. And then turn it down, all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. So this quad versus Toya fight, I mean, you had a great analysis, I think, last episode of like what's really going on with quad and Toya because they really are at each other's throat. Yeah. But I think, you know, I think there is something to say about like, I think that Quad thinks that Toya would be happier if she was single, but because she can't be, that's why she's so angry at Quad all the time. And then Toya thinks that it's like messed up that, uh, you know, Quad is single and flashes her money around and nobody questions her Mm -hmm. and how she spends all this money. But it's like, Quad's right when she says, I'm a single woman and I've never had to pay for anybody Mm -hmm. else but me. Mm -hmm. All these Bravo checks, all that Mm -hmm. sister circle checks, whatever Instagram money she probably gets, Mm -hmm. all that stuff, that goes straight to her pocket. She's not worried about tuition. So whatever. But it's just Toya's – I love Toya so much, but it's like, Toya, you're so wrong and you just miss how wrong you are despite the words that are coming out of your mouth that like refute exactly what you just said. So like right. This thing comes up comes up about the contractor being a married man who mm. Quad slept with. I'm absolutely with Quad where she says, "It's fucked up for you guys to sit around here and question how a black woman, a single black woman makes her money mm-hmm. and that you're, you know, perpetuating this thing, this like horrible stereotype that like women black women black people but black women can't afford to have anybody take care yeah and then andy follows that up immediately with a question from a viewer as doing exactly that exactly and he does it's like it's It's like literally right after she says stop questioning me andy says here's a question from a viewer (laughs) yeah who's questioning you (laughs) exactly But Toya says something, she's like, yeah, but you guys question me all the time. And I mm-hmm. I got Toya's point because, which was, you're now quad suddenly sitting around talking about, we can't, you know, do this to black people where we question how they made their money. But Toya and Eugene's thing since the beginning of the show has been, how do they spend all mm-hmm. the money that they have? Exactly. Why are they so bad? with? Right. But the thing is also, Toya and Eugene are like, yes, we were, we are terrible with our money. Yeah, but they have said it 
But at the same time, it's like, okay. So from day one, it's been um, people putting down Toya, calling her hood. She came from the hood yep. and she doesn't know how to, she's very tacky, talking about her fashion sense, talking about how she spends her money, really going into her finances, right? Yeah. But now that Quad has money and Quad is spending, she doesn't want anybody to comment on that. Yes. So I understand where Toya is coming from. Yes. She's a stay-at-home mom and she is saying that my husband works hard. I work, I take care of the house. My husband, we really work hard to get our money. Yes, we may mismanage it, but you guys shouldn't be commenting on that. Yeah. You guys should be helping us and uplifting us, but you don't do that. You always question Quad's, um, uh, Toya's intelligence, her manners, how tacky she is. Is she classy or not classy? And then they pick on her finances. Toya gets picked on a lot. She okay? does. She gets picked on a lot. Quad, when she, Quad gets picked on a little bit, she comes back with so much ferocity that it, it just, everybody just backs up. It yeah, becomes a huge true. issue. But that's Toya true. takes it a long time. She takes a lot of hits before she blows up. That's true. So this thing comes up with the co- the contractor and she's like, um, she says something like Quad's like, I'm friends with her, his wife. Like this mm-hmm. is messed up. You're dragging this person's family. You're talking about their family. You're talking about this woman and her husband. We're friends. This is so messed messed up. And I can I know that I didn't sleep with them. I paid him what he owed what he for the work he did, and I did not sleep with him because he's I'm friends with his wife or whatever. And Toya goes, Well, how do we know that, Quad? We've never seen your vagina to know if you've slept with him. And I was like, Yeah, exactly, Toya. So, so why would you say that? <laughs> So it's like, Toya, you are you are winning here. All you had to say was, I didn't say it. Simone said you slept yes. with the contractor. I yes. didn't even say it. So stop looking at me for it. Instead, she goes, I don't know. I didn't see you look at your vagina. Like, what? Do you, they leave a, a business card in there or what? Like, how would you know, even if you saw it? Like, how would you know? <laughs> There's not a guest book. Like, what is that <laughs> Determine our stay here was very, very good. He didn't leave a Yelp review. Yelp review. (laughs) Four star. Contractor was would visit again. (laughs) Would visit again if the price is right. (laughs) It's it's ridiculous, but it's funny because it's like you know Toya's mad at being picked on about her finances, but then she's also doing the same to Quad. Yeah. Quad is mad about, you know, you guys being disrespectful disrespectful to another man and his family, but then you're doing exactly the same thing to Toya. Like Toya, exactly. <laughs> you're doing what you're saying to Toya. And uh, you are pushing it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> the same um, way that Anila eventually said, Oh, yes. I didn't say that you were you stole from me. It was Quad who did that, right? Yeah, and Quad really was pushing that theory. He and, was, yeah, and then Quad is like, "Well, this is what I heard. Carrie said that there was a hit on Anila, and then she gets that you said Toya said to Carrie that there was a hit on Anila, and Anila gets robbed. So that's why I thought uh, Toya would know something about it, and she was behind it. Yeah, no, it, <clears throat> no, that's not how it goes. 
and it's still so 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 wrong i just don't understand and i'm with eugene next week when he's going to say what do you have against our family why yes. why are you against us and then that's how i feel with everything quad is doing and like why are you picking on this man and his wife like why what's the problem yeah they haven't done anything to you they really haven't done anything no not at all um but anila does keep getting robbed she's been robbed again <laughs> Which and we didn't know. Did we not know that? No. So she got robbed the one time, and then this this reunion, they mentioned that she was robbed a second time this summer. Yeah, because she keeps showing off on Instagram all the stuff that she has. So every time she's on Instagram, people can see where all the cameras are. Yes. Well, and also, like, <laughs> I thought that was interesting, but then also what I thought was hilarious is that everybody on the cast is like, stop bringing your mom around. She's fucking annoying. And we can't stand her. And thank I was like, you. yes, First thank of all, you. That, for that, I have to thank everybody. They're like, no, she doesn't mind. I'm like, no, we mind her yeah. having her. <laughs> yeah, we all hate it. We I all know. hate it. I know. Nobody wants her. She's not fun. She's not fun. I, I, have a, I have a theory that I think that Simone especially is annoyed with Anila and even Contessa is annoyed with Anila because when that whole intervention in the beginning of the season mm-hmm. is happening – Anila is the one that tells uh, what's her name um, Heavenly. She's like, by the way, they're gonna, mm-hmm. they're gonna. This is a takedown or Heavenly, something like that. She's oftentimes the audience that Heavenly, or she's the partner that Heavenly yes. talks to in her YouTube videos. Yes, she's obviously the guest that Heavenly is talking to and reacting, and Heavenly is playing up all of that. So Anila knows and plays the innocent one, but she is. She's garbage. She's such a garbage person. I don't I cannot even stand her and whatever her husband's name is. Uh yeah, Karen. Karen. Yeah. So I, I yeah, and I think Anil is an idiot because she keeps saying, Oh, I didn't say it. I just said accountability. I just said she's a first of all, she's a fucking idiot. And I mm-hmm. think that she does not at all understand the impact of her words. Like no. this is again about intentions and you know what your intentions are and what the impact is of your words and Anila does not understand the impact of her words but I think it's interesting I'll I think push, she does push it back on that for you yeah. I think she may not have understood the impact of her words at the instant when she put it on there but I think by the time the reunion came she mm-hmm. full well knew the yes. impact of the words oh and yeah she yeah is yeah. doubling down which is yes. even more disgusting which is why I think that she's actually intentional intentionally like pretending like she doesn't understand the like she's she's purposely mm-hmm. being an idiot to be like oh i didn't know i didn't know i yeah. i just said accountability and simone's like that's a weird fucking thing to put in a post dude yeah. that's a yeah. weird thing to put in a post and yeah. then even like everybody's saying you can't say that about people sitting around and committing felonies right mm-hmm. and i was laughing when Toya said, maybe next year I'll dress up like a burglar mm-hmm. to, to Halloween. See how mm-hmm. that makes you feel. Yeah. At the same time, I have to say, well, Toya, I didn't know that you were so upset about moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But here's the, here's something that I, from the, from day one, I haven't quite gotten, was that Toya, I thought Toya had already moved from the house that she'd built in Anila's neighborhood. She did. She moved into a but rental then, in the same development. She moved to what? A rental in the same development. Ah, okay. That's why she's in the same neighborhood still. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. That's got right. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. No okay. rhyme or reason for that, mm-hmm. I think. No. 
Yeah. But I think to me, it just seems more like managing their assets because they have a lot of debt. I think Mm -hmm. they used money from their different assets to pay off debt, which is fine. Mm -hmm. That's their prerogative. But I think that that's just – that's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Um, But it was like – it was – chaotic this entire and then Anila comes out with a polygraph test I'm like what are you doing did you guys get a Groupon what was this (laughs) I don't like when Anila pulled out her polygraph test she probably got it for free because she was going to put it on her Instagram (laughs) that's right I like when um, she pulls out her polygraph test Heavenly is like see you you bitches got anything on that side because Heavenly is she still is making so many jokes about this because she really does think of this as you know heavenly is like a she's like giselle like she's she's a little bit like giselle except i think heavenly comes from a a place of deep pain and she's she has had she heavenly is stunted let's just face it she's like she's had a stunted growth maturity um she is still in the high school mode where she's going to get into street fights. She's not going to make any sense. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons she calls her husband daddy. I think she's just in a very stunted psychologically, in a stunted mode, just like Whitney from um, from Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Yeah. Uh, Whitney talks and behaves in this, I'm like this. Right. Yeah. And she starts crying and she lashes out because she's, I think they're all stunted. Like somewhere in the high school, that's where they stopped maturing um, intellectually. And that's where she is emotionally. She, that's where she is. So I, I don't think Giselle is that way. Giselle is uh, is the queen of chaos, but it's controlled chaos. And she's very well aware of what she's doing. Heavenly, I don't think is that. She's like a bull in a china shop. She doesn't know who, what she's knocking over. And when she turns around and somebody yells at her long enough, she'll apologize and then turn around and knock some more. So that's what Heavenly is. She's you you cannot fix Heavenly. Heavenly is uh she has to do some real deep uh therapy, as she said. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's such that, a great I don't think that breakthrough is gonna be painful. Uh, yeah. I think you're absolutely next, next season's storyline for her. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That's such a good assessment of Heavenly because I think that Heavenly was a chubby nerd her whole life. And mm-hmm. then she, you know, bagged this real cute, nice guy, Daddy mm-hmm. Damon, who is apparently a great break dancer mm-hmm. and a doctor. And, you know, like she's – I think it's like when you get popularity after not having mm-hmm. it your whole life, you go back to what it was like to be – what the last example of somebody popular was that you really admired and Mm -hmm. heavenly's, you know, functioning like a teenager, like a teenage popular girl that she probably wanted to be more like. So I think that's a really, really good assessment of her. Right. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk about rehearsals of Potomac. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we're back. Let's talk about Rahasas of Potomac. We're picking back up at the TikTok dance party. <laughs> Candace is done. She's walked off. She wants all of the fourth wall in. She's like, do not cut that off. I want all of this in. Keep it in. And she's so right. Keep it in. Yeah. And Eric, Eric right? His name yeah. is Eric. Now I'm going to start talking to Eric directly. Eric. This was a horrible, horrible line of question, line of production. What's going on with you, Eric? Why are you picking on Chris? It doesn't even make sense. And what was that scene with, uh, you know, the Grand Dame and Ray Huger getting pink nails? That was completely unnecessary too, Eric. Come on, you can do better. Eric, you were doing great with the cherry blossoms and all the transitions. We've gone from deer to cherry blossoms and the transition. We get it. You're doing a great job. But what is this? I also love Candace because I I love her. But mm-hmm. she is so smart. You know what she did to mm-hmm. make sure they don't cut the scene? She brought out her signature cry angle. I know. She got her cry angle out. She did it quickly, too. That was toilet paper that she rolled up. <laughs> That was like something that she quickly made into a triangle and made it work. She's like, uh-uh, this is going to remain in here. And I'm going to have my non-existent like, here. She needs to host like origami classes to make the perfect triangle. On TikTok. <laughs> like while Ashley is dancing, she could be doing origami. <laughs> was weird is like she has a storm off and she literally just fucking leaves and then everybody's like where did candace go and they're like i don't know and then they just so what happens is that when candace calls the producer into the toilet right and then they she's going off the the camera is on these women but they know that it looks feels to them that uh, filming has paused because something happened Mm -hmm. so they're all sitting there with their faces frozen, they're not having conversations. They're not continuing a conversation. They're all pause on pause, staring and looking to see can we start talking again? Which is the it was not. It was so inorganic where they weren't like okay, she's moved on, but we can have conversations. No, it was like okay, if Eric is in the other room, are the cameras even on us? Is this going to even matter for filming? So. Until Eric gets back into the room, we'll have to wait. So they just paused. Yeah. They're and like, what's almost... happening? What's going on? Where's Candace? What's happening? <laughs> what? Like, they're like, we cannot talk anymore. We have to wait until Eric gets back into the room. And that's when we can talk. Well, I think that this season, what I love about Potomac is like, we've already heard them say reunion. Mm-hmm. We've already seen the fourth wall break. We've already, mm-hmm. we have a hot mic moment with Wendy. Mm-hmm. Later on in the episode when Karen and Giselle are meeting and Karen is talking, or Giselle is talking to Karen about all the stuff that happened with Chris, mm-hmm. she says something like, 
you know, Karen says something, well, maybe it was wrong for you to be the one to bring it up to the group. Like she says, mm-hmm. maybe it was messed up. You shouldn't have brought it up on camera or brought mm-hmm. it up to the group. Yeah. And usually on Housewives, when somebody says bring it up on camera, they yeah. cut that out. Right. Instead, when she said, "Who, you know, you shouldn't have brought it up to the group, Giselle blames Robin for bringing it up to Mia. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting because Giselle, as like a grade A housewife operator here, knows the stuff that the camera is actually going to pick up. So mm-hmm. she responds to the thing that she knows is going to be picked up, thinking the other stuff will be cut out. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, Karen is not wrong, Giselle. You did bring it up on camera and it was messed up that you're bringing it up right now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very interesting how – so even them, like, stopping talking because they think it's not going to get filmed mm-hmm. and then moving on to talking about something completely mm-hmm. different and never mm-hmm. addressing where did Candace go yeah. and then Giselle gets to say, oh, she had a stomach ache. Like, yeah. I, that's – it was so refreshing to see them produce this way. Yeah, like, yeah. So kudos to you, Eric, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I take you know it back. You're yeah, doing okay. You're doing okay. <laughs> You know what? Eric saved his job by putting all that footage in. Yeah, I think he saved his job with just the Wendy footage too. Like he went, he sent an he sent an assistant producer to go after Wendy and ask that specific question: Are you and Mia okay? Yeah. Just to get the response. But let's back up and get to the point where Wendy keeps telling Robin to stand, stand up, stand in your stand your ground, stand your ground. And when Robin does stand up, she's like, "Sit down." <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's like she's like i stand 10 toes down i was like i think we all do like yeah. nobody <laughs> nobody's standing on nine toes yeah unless of course you have a reason to because you're you missing me nine toes yeah yeah exactly <laughs> unless there's a physical reason why you wouldn't stand on your 10 toes mm. i don't know who would unless maybe you're mysterious and your toes have fallen off you're standing on your 10 toes <laughs> Unless you're Viserys Targaryen and you're just losing limbs by the day. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just so funny because like Wendy, it, it cracked me up because they kind of like shift back to filming the group because they're like, all right, whatever. Candace has gone mm-hmm. up. We have to fill this time. So Wendy's like, oh, so I met with Peter Thomas and everybody's like so fucking bored. They just move on to Mia's social media. They're like, who cares? Like, uh, so you're gonna put money in? So you haven't talked to Eddie yet? Oh, so it's never gonna happen. Okay, let's move on. To- <laughs> move on. To- yes. Yeah. Yes. And so then, I think that's the time when Randy realized, okay, that storyline isn't gonna go anywhere. Yeah. So I might have to talk about my hair next. Yes. Like <laughs> Wendy being busy is not a storyline. Like no. I don't know. It's just not. That exciting. All these yeah. women are busy, except for Robin. If, Robin's if probably what not. Wendy did was exciting to be put on TV, I could be on TV. I'm busy all the time, but none of what I do is exciting or interesting. <laughs> no. We're all busy, Wendy. Yeah, and like, yeah. Wendy, you can just be busy enough by having this candle business and having your, you know, your, your professor. Speaking engagements, your speaking engagements. And three kids. Yeah. That's plenty. Just saying all of that makes me tired. <laughs> yes. I, yes. I just lost some hair. You're busier than Giselle. Giselle's job is this job, her TikTok, where she just mm-hmm. walks around her tacky house, mm-hmm. and then the podcast that she does. Yeah. 
You're busier than everybody. You don't need to add Peter Thomas in here. I know. It's weird. Yeah. Do you think that it is a character flaw of Robin to not invite Wendy and her kids to the family fun day? I think it's shitty, but Robin knew what she was doing. She wanted to purposefully not invite Wendy. She was making a huge point of, Wendy, you you and I are not friends. Yes. And I don't know if I would. Just told her to stand up, stand up, stand up, and then sit down. Why would she invite you? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know what you're going to do when we have to do sports. I know. It is. But also, like, if I was in a shouting match with somebody, I don't know that I would invite them and their family. And then for her to be like. But I also would not be doing the invitation in front of them right after I had the fight. I would because I'm right. a petty asshole. You would. But <laughs> also, like, you're inviting um ashley's babies but <laughs> wendy has kids that are older <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah dean and deluca at that seem point like... at that point if candace had been there robin would have invited candace's embryo <laughs> but not wendy's kids that's <laughs> what like, was going on it was exactly all <laughs> exactly she'd be like you have some eggs i hear bring them to the family fun day <laughs> okay speaking of eggs so mm-hmm. candace has this at home injection scene mm-hmm. um what did you think about it i didn't think about it is that okay, okay? all yeah. right let's move I on i did not think about it because uh okay yeah why why don't they wanna... <laughs> this is in line with unnecessary Scenes that do not move the story forward have nothing to do with the story. I know she's, yeah, so she's taking these treatments. Okay, so what? Now, is she going to lean on it and say, oh, the hormones were making me moody and that's why I did something later on? I don't know. Why? Why even show me that? I don't understand it's on it. It made me it like I get I, yes, I get it. It was difficult for her. She was, it was emotional for her. I know lots of people, we know lots of people who mm-hmm. have had IVF, right? You mm-hmm. know. And it's painful. It's painful. And it's nerve-wracking and it's stressful. Yeah. It's all I, of the above. I appreciate her showing that and all that stuff. I think it's great to see that journey of hers. I don't love, and I love Candace, but I don't love when later on she finds out from the doctor that this round wasn't great and they weren't able to get anything, mm-hmm. that she blames Giselle because she says, I've been so busy and stressed out thinking about this thing that Giselle said about Chris that I feel like that's uh, the reason why I'm failing in my fraternity. Yes, yeah, so um, I think she's, fertility I journey. took it as she was, I felt bad in that moment because I thought she was saying that she's failing. So I took it as she's blaming herself. It's as if it's a failure on her part. Like she did something wrong. She let the stress get to her. And mm, that's, that's true. So that's how I took it. I didn't think that it was Giselle doing. It's just that Giselle should know better because I'm going through this. She was just well, that's projecting true. because she's going through us. That can be so, especially your horm- hormones are all over the place, but also the news is bad. It can really depress, cause depression and really make you feel like complete, you know, shit. And at that point, I thought she was saying that she failed, and I, I wanted to give her a hug and said, That's "You true. didn't do anything. Yeah, you didn't we just, fail. Yeah, if you get it, you don't win. It's not that you have anything to do with this at all, actually, because it's literally a lot, a game of chance at that point. 
Yes. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, that should be something that everybody should know is that yeah. uh, your uh, flirt, flirt oh God, I can't say the word. Your fertility, fertility journey. Yeah. Your fertility journey does not is not a pass or fail for you as a human being. Mm-hmm. And especially not as a woman. It's, as a woman or as a mother, you can yeah. still be a mother. Um, yes. And have and continue to have fertility issues. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a part of uh, being a human being. I think take it, uh, put ourselves through so much of judgment that uh, is completely unnecessary. Yeah. Um, and we should, we should be supportive of each other, supporting each other at this time and not really making it into something that's a pass or fail. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, then we have a little house hunter episode with Ashley. Okay. Yeah. House Ashley. One, house number one, house number two, house number three. Yeah. Which one Ashley. Will choose? Yeah. Ashley is a stay at home mom, reality TV personality, and TikToker. Michael is crusty, dusty, and not allowed on camera due to a history of sexual harassment. Even though they're legally separating, together their budget is unknown because Ashley doesn't know anything about money. Yeah. <laughs> and I I got some insight in this one uh, when she is crying and she's talking and she's talking to Michael's agent, this woman that works for Michael, works with <laughs> Michael, who Michael has told that she can go and look for a house for Ashley. And I'm pretty sure she knows the budget because Michael has told her what budget. And Ashley says that she found two homes so far, or three homes, and each time she lost the home because she could not put an all cash down, or she couldn't pay in cash, or she couldn't put down a good enough offer to keep the house. And that's because Michael is the one doing that. And she asked, the producer asked, why can't you pay all cash? And Ashley should have said, it's not my cash, it's Michael's cash. You should ask Mm -hmm. him that question. Instead, she's like, trying to give a ex- uh, reason and there's some reasons and she's trying to talk money but she doesn't know what she's saying and it was the most re- I got the most information from that one moment because I I finally understood that Ashley knows nothing about money yeah Michael has controlled all finances Ashley probably has no access to any finance mm-hmm. uh, and the she is trying to navigate this without going to a lawyer and angering Michael. She wants to get a, Michael probably said, look, I won't pay you alimony. You can, we cannot do any of that, but I can get, I can buy you a house through an LLC. And that way I get to do a tax break and you get to have a house. And that's what we, you will get um, in uh, in exchange for the divorce. Right. So that's what I'm going to give you in the divorce. And she thought she could, she would walk that line with him. But the reason she's leaning on her brother and crying is because, you know, coffee and love was all she got. And <laughs> the love was not, even the love was not the love that she thought. She got coffee and that's about it. And she's not <laughs> going to get the house. Even buying the house, she's not going to get what she wants. It's going to be whatever Michael gives her. And that's, I think that's when she realizes that she would have to go down the path of going going through a lawyer and getting a divorce, which is what everybody has been telling her. Yes. I also think that she was crying tears of joy. I love when Ashley covers her face when she starts crying. I'm like, bitch, you're smiling. Like, I know. 
No, she seemed to be crying. Her brother, not so much. He was like, why are we crying? Okay, <laughs> I'll hug you. What's going on? I got the music video out of this. I'm okay. Now that song's in my head. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm mad at you for that. Um, There's like a Robin and Juan scene where... Ron's like, this why are you talking to me about a prenup? So he made it sound like Rob Juan was going to be all worked up about it. But yeah. Like, I make more than you. I'm not coming after your money. Go ahead. So yeah. He's like. Businesses. And he gives her the the silliest smile. He's like, sure, you have all these businesses. That <laughs> okay. Okay, woman, if you think that. All right, lady. <laughs> um, Mia and Robin go to lunch, and uh, they have a... That's fine. You're fine. Um, by the way, that's my hangout. That's where I go all the oh, time. Yeah? Oh, yeah? That's, that's where I go for my... You know, that's where uh, my friend and I go to Renazole all the time. How's the food I'm good? I'm so mad. At, I'm like... I immediately texted the bartender, and like, why didn't you tell us there was a housewife taping? Why would you not tell us? Like I was, I didn't know what that was. <laughs> he actually lives in our neighborhood, and we are good friends. And I go there all the time. Oh wow! Look yeah, at that. it's an awesome place. But yeah. <laughs> so they go to lunch, and this is Robin's attempt to get to know Mia better after all the talk about Mia's social media post. And Mia says finally that you know the there's it might be an autoimmune disorder why she has these lumps and she's getting she a biopsy. Said, okay. Yes. Here's another thing. Last week, she said she had uh, she found lumps in her lungs. Yes, correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. She this sure did. week, she has lumps on her ass. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just making sure. In confessional, she said that there's lumps all over her body. Okay. Inside so, or outside? Which is, yeah. No idea. Okay. Right. But then she also says that she is an open book. She's a motherfucking open book. And Mm -hmm. that's why she posted about her health. And then Robin's like, okay, but once you do that, you have to give people an update. And I get what Robin is saying because they're all part of the cast. So they will get asked about this. And it's like, if somebody asks them and says, hey, Robin, what's going on with Mia? I heard she has cancer. Uh Um, Robin's not going to know what to say. And if Robin says, I have no idea because she hasn't given us an update, yeah. then people are going to continue to think that Mia's a liar. Yeah. And it's crazy that she's like, I'm an open book, and that's why I posted about my health, but that's also why I'm not going to post an update because I don't have to. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> open picture book. Yeah. I don't know. Of lumps. I don't know. What is it? I don't understand. I want to know. Now I'm curious because my – my brain is asking what kind of autoimmune disease is giving you lumps in your lungs and on your butt. Yeah. I I know. I know somebody who has an autoimmune disease where they get a lot of cysts. And I know that mm-hmm. they sometimes have to get biopsies for those cysts. Mm-hmm. But that's not on her lungs. That is a skin, skin. condition. Yeah, skin so. condition. Yeah. Um. Now, this is where Mia, this is where Robin tells Mia why Candace stormed off. And Mia tells Robin that Chris also has made her uncomfortable. But again, kadoos to Eric. Mm-hmm. Eric, Eric gives us, Eric, great job, Eric. Sorry we got mad at you earlier. 
Yeah, you redeemed yourself with the rest of the episode. Yes, this this was also kudos to him. Yes, for sure. <laughs> he, they show all these clips of of him fully not looking at her. Okay. Another thing is that when Mia sits down for lunch, she's like, yeah, I'm going to get a cocktail because I've been drinking for like 24 hours. So I'm going to just keep this going. So Mia's a little bit drunk here, apparently. Yeah. Now, on social media, on Twitter, Mia took it back. She was like, ha-ha, yeah, LOL, I guess I wasn't. I was just imagining it. I guess I wasn't, you know, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, about Chris staring at her. And she, like, makes a bunch of jokes about it. And Chris Bassett was on Twitter being like, dude, this is fucked up. Like, this is yeah. my life. And you're yeah. adding to this narrative that I'm some sort of predator. Right. And she's like, oh, I should, I definitely should not have said that. Like, Mia is an absolutely chaotic monster. Yeah. <laughs> she's so Mia, stupid. Mia is stupid and she's an idiot. Mia, it, it, he's not only not looking at her, Ray Huger is not looking at her. Ray Huger <laughs> looks at everybody. He, even he's not looking at her. No one was looking at Mia. Not one person. Not one person. Yeah. In fact, when Mia is doing all all that dancing, her husband mm. is snuggling up with her sister wife. So that's I don't know. true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that both Mia and Giselle are like stunning women who are mm -hmm. probably very much used to getting all eyes on them. Like I think that they're very used to men giving them a lot of attention, men staring at them. So I do think that they are always functioning at the level of everybody probably wants a piece of this. Just used to everybody staring at them and checking them out and mm. all the attention that you get from all of that. Yeah, delusional. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we have Karen and Giselle meeting up and Chris and Candace meeting up. And it's basically Giselle's side of the story and Chris's <clears throat> side of the story. Mm -hmm. What did you make of all of this? I love the grand dame being like um, – I'm going to be like Chris Jenner. I'm going to be the one that all the kids come to and complain <laughs> about what's happening. I'm going to tell you. I've talked to Chloe. I've talked to Kim, <laughs> Courtney. And Courtney, you are at fault. You shouldn't have done that. Mm -hmm. That's how it felt like Grandam is not going to go to the event and get involved in their drama. But they're all going to come back to her and she's going to fix them. She even tells Giselle to get up and do the dance and twerk. And Giselle dutifully does it. I'm like, dutifully? You know, dutifully does it. And I'm like, oh my God, the grand dame is enjoying every bit of this. She just made Giselle get up and do an ugly dance. Yes. Yeah. She really is back. Yeah, she is. She is. She is back. <laughs> she is back. It's springtime, baby. She is back. <laughs> Just like, just like the cherry blossoms, the grand dame blooms again. <laughs> I I loved um, the fact that Chris got his own like little confessional moment, and I too. will yeah. I will say I really appreciated what he said, which is he's not going to knock somebody for how they feel because he doesn't know what's in their past, and he's like, even if I try to do the right thing, yeah. sometimes. Things happen where you may make somebody feel a certain way mm -hmm. and I don't know and I can't mm -hmm. control that. Mm -hmm. And he like fully understands how a man can impact a woman's mm -hmm. or any other person's experience right. because right. of their own triggers. But then he's absolutely right to say, mm -hmm. but to accuse somebody of luring you. Yeah. 
That's he where used those words when when people ask you to the point, did he do this? Did he do did he touch you? Did he say anything? Did he do anything? The answer is no. It's just a feeling you got, but then you're using these words and there's nothing to back that up. It just and then everybody else piling on to create a pattern where there's no pattern is the part that will kill him. That that's the part that will destroy a person's career. And you don't do that. And it also diminishes other people who might have legitimate issues. Like the grand dame who apparently was like given a hug that where her breasts went into her back. Yeah. So I'm like, it must be Big Chris. Big Chris must have done that. <laughs> that's a lot of force. I was trying to figure out who it would be, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and that may have been unintentional because he's just a big guy. I know. Um, I mean, obviously, it had to have been. I thought it was. Now, you know what? I was going to sit here and contemplate who it was, but I was like, I can't sit around and be like, it's fucked up for people to say that about Chris. Yeah. Well, I like say that about another husband. True, but I just did. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Chris is big. Chris isn't on the show anymore. That's fucked up. It's fucked up. But like, like if the proof is in the pudding, it's like it was Michael Darby, probably, right? Like, could be. Like, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Or Gordon. But the whole point yeah. is that yes, like Karen walks you through and says there, there's things that are come fall in that category, and then there are things that may probably make you un- uncomfortable. And Chris can say. sorry to that but you should have brought it up with chris directly instead of bringing it on camera and now other people are piling on for no reason and they are making it seem like a pattern where there's no pattern yeah that's what she and she's right in what she said to giselle in that moment yeah and i think that i i want to also say giselle feeling uncomfortable in a room with a man with somebody else's husband while he's intoxicated by themselves, even Mm -hmm. if the door is open, all that stuff at her place of work, her feeling uncomfortable is absolutely valid. That's totally fine that she felt uncomfortable. But Giselle also did a great thing where she said, I don't feel, I feel like we should go back or can you check to see if it's my call time? Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, sure. And then he left Mm-hmm. Because she advocated for herself, right? Yeah. So you weren't in a situation like last episode she was saying like, oh, I felt like he was complaining about his wife and maybe he was expecting me to be the one to be like, oh, well, maybe yeah. I can make you happy. And that's where yeah. I go back to Giselle being this person who probably for her whole life has been treated as that kind of a woman. Or, or treated- she thinks all men are, are like her past ex-husband. Yes, exactly. And it's like... I get that Giselle is triggered and I get that like all I get all the reasons why she would feel that way. But if Chris, if you did all the things to protect yourself and Chris responded in a way as somebody who cares and is Mm -hmm. not trying to lure you in or be Mm -hmm. a predator, then I'm not sure what we're doing here. Like, yeah, exactly. Um. And then, yeah, this is when Karen says, well, maybe you shouldn't have brought it up on camera or brought Mm -hmm. it up to the group. And Giselle throws Robin. Yeah. Under the bus. <laughs> She's like, but in our sequence of events, did Robin bring it up with me at first? No. No. Well, Giselle, okay. So here's Giselle brought a- it up with um with um Ashley or Robin. She brought it up with Robin first and then Well, no. Ashley brought it up to Robin. Uh-huh. Robin brought it up to Giselle. Yeah, Giselle took it to Candace. So mm-hmm. Ashley brought up the DM. 
Robin brought up the DM to Giselle. Mm -hmm. Giselle said, oh, this is my end to make something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's like at this point, Ashley, Robin, Giselle have sort of already been talking about what's going on, which is why when Candace storms off and they move on to a new topic and don't ask more questions, I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, you guys already know. You already know what was talked about. Otherwise- Yeah. You wouldn't have not asked follow-up so it's questions. It's not really Robin's. You talked to Robin and then you talk, and Ashley talked to Robin and in both cases Robin said that's not true. What you guys are experiencing is probably not true. It's probably an overreaction. That's not what happened. Ashley in your case he works at the W. That's why he's up there. He's at the restaurant. That's yeah. why he's up at 2 a.m. and that's why he saw your post and he's responding as a friend and robin does in both cases she actually corrects them and they seem to be accepting of it but then they still blow it up when candace walks in yeah exactly so i think um i'm very excited as karen seems to be that there are cracks in the foundation of the green-eyed bandits (laughs) i'm excited for that I'm, you yeah. know, I like to see but where this goes. That, yeah, but we know they're still together. And it, again, that could be a storyline, story plot. Yeah, I'm fine with yeah. it. Give me that storyline, honestly. I'll enjoy it. <laughs> I, I prefer that storyline over whatever this is. So, um, but I do appreciate this season because I feel like in past seasons, it was always like Robin on whoever's side, right? Like Mm -hmm. even last season when that whole thing came up about Eddie and all that stuff with Wendy, Robin like blindly took Giselle's side, right? Right. Whereas in this, but I think it was also because Robin genuinely doesn't care for Wendy. I think that in this situation, Robin has a relationship with Chris and Candace to Mm -hmm. say, I'm not going to do this again. Mm -hmm. And I like that. I like when there's like a natural – because this is real relationships. You don't always agree Mm -hmm. with your best friend. Mm -hmm. So I just – I really enjoyed. I enjoy where this is going. So one of the – speaking of of Wendy again, um, did you notice how Wendy – one of the the shades that Wendy threw was Baltimore County? Yeah. So that's something very typical for people who may not know. In Maryland, people talk in terms of county. Okay, <laughs> we fight between county, and we have a lot of county pride. So there's no other state where people say you're from this county. They'll say cities. They'll say yeah. talk about yeah. you know different cities in the state and say you're from the state, the city or that city. No, in 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 Maryland, it's usually it's a lot of counties say oh you're from prince george's county oh you're yeah. from pg county PG. you're from yeah. Mo- moco you're from hoco you're from baltimore county so wendy is coming from hoco and she's like uh robin you can keep your baltimore county mouth shut <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like the equivalent of you know oh you're from patterson i'm from Paris. yes yeah yes oh, the only place i feel like in jersey they do say bergen county because there is this like people from bergen county it's a different world. They first of all pay more taxes than the entire country. <laughs> Cuz they yeah, so it's like they are the bougie rich. <laughs> it's like I don't even know. I am no, sure they're everybody not even the bougie. I don't know. They just pay a lot of taxes. They for- pay, yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> but like Essex County like you're never going to hear somebody from Essex County throw Essex County. It's like you're either just going to say you're from Newark. Yeah. Or you're gonna keep your mouth shut because if you're not from if you're from New if you're from Essex County but you're not from Newark then you don't want to associate yourself with Newark. <laughs> no, but also it's like you don't really get to have like street cred in any yeah. other 
city yeah. in Essex County. Like you can't like I could never be like, oh, I'm from West Orange. Like that doesn't do it's like a perfectly <laughs> nice, diverse like <laughs> suburb. You know what yeah, I mean? So, like, so in in Maryland specifically, people shade each other's counties and they so talk that way. Like, oh, I'm a PG county girl. That's yeah. how people will show up. Like I'm so and so county girl, and that's how you know, that's how I behave. And we I mean roll together. <laughs> hello. The, they have an entire show here called The Real Houses of Potomac, <laughs> which is but a that's county. A, that's not Potomac is not a county. Pot- it's not a Potomac? county? No, Potomac is this little town in Montgomery County. Oh, it's in Montgomery County. Yes, which is oh. why we were all like, why would you have a show with Potomac? And nobody knows Potomac. We don't even talk about Potomac. We talk about Montgomery County. It should have been the real housewives of we Montgomery said Moco. County. Yeah, we call it Moco. And that's where we are. Like, if you had they said, Real Housewives of Mocha, everybody would have gotten, oh, we know exactly who you're talking about. Potomac, <laughs> we're like, it's a little town with nothing in it. Why would you have Potomac there? That's why uh, we were all so, you know, flabbergasted. when we first... Baltimore City, yes. People know Baltimore City and Annapolis. Those are the two cities yeah. that people know and know what it means. But every other place is by county so funny i love it i love it so much uh we still don't have any taglines i know what's going on there is something know. big going to happen after which they'll have the taglines why is that why so we had that? three to be continues i think so far right like we had two tb to be continues from the premiere to episode two and then episode two episode three yeah but not so, this time around so maybe next time they'll have yeah so i think next week we'll probably get some taglines <clears> hopefully <throat> I don't that know. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah. It just so. goes into cherry blossom, cherry blossom, cherry blossom, more cherry blossom. <laughs> so maybe now that it's beyond cherry blossom time, maybe now they will say, okay, it's summer and now we can have, yeah. we Eric, can have our tagline. Eric, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, we need taglines. We need taglines. Give us the taglines or we're going to be mad at you again. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's doing okay. Now that now that I have you know processed it all, yeah, <laughs> okay. we, we take it all back. All right, guys. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode. I'll be back on Saturday to talk about fucking Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City. Uh, <sighs> um, that I'm is also so painful. It's very painful. Also, this week I will be on a Reality and Comics 2 podcast talking about House of the Dragon with Kendrick. I'm also going to be on the Best Week Ever podcast. Um, so check that out there. I'll probably post about it on Instagram. And Arthi, thank you for being here. I can't wait to talk oh, to you yeah. again. Um, maybe on Halloween about yes. these ladies.